out. <laughs> we got music. Hi, welcome to Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for humble readers and hopeful cooks. I'm Alyssa Warren. And I'm Sally Galoran. And today we're talking non-fiction. Non- I love that. I, I like know. it. A bit of a new thing for us. We always seem to read a bit of fiction. We've both been on a bit of a non-fiction spiral. So if you need a break from all that fiction, this is the place to be. I can't wait to talk to you about two non-fiction works that I haven't been able to put down, Sal. Oh, what are they? The Jane Austen Remedy by Ruth Wilson and an absolute cracker book by Brené Brown, which you're going to think is ridiculous, but <laughs> I'm really into it. It's all about navigating your emotions and she lists them all and it's fabulous and I loved it. Well, in keeping with Brene Brown, because I kind of feel like she's a bit of a cult figure, um, I've read Tom Tilley's Speaking in Tongues, Mm. which I can't wait to tell you about. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, Also, I finished Muster Dogs, which I've read with my daughter, Soph. Oh, great. Yeah, it was really lovely. And then we also have some food books that we've been cooking. Um, We've been cooking the books. We've been cooking (laughs) cooking the cooks. (laughs) They have so, been good, good cooking ones that we've had. I know. So Yaya Next Door was given to me from my lovely friend Claire mm. um, and that's a beautiful book. So it's about two brothers uh, who unfortunately lost their mum through domestic violence and the Yaya or the grandma, the Greek grandma that lived next door would just call them on their mobiles mm. and say, come here and then drop them a um a yeah. meal over the fence. Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. And it's about my favourite thing, community. So I, know I just love that book. And we've also we're also going to review um Road Test Around the Kitchen Table by Sophie Hansen and her mum, yeah. Annie Heron, which will be fantastic. It will. Okay, tell me about the Jane Austen book, because I didn't even know it was nonfiction. Yeah, so it does look like a fiction novel, I feel like, if you saw it on the shelf at yeah, Dimmicks or whatever. that's what I thought. It's a really pretty book, isn't it? Um, it's called The Jane Austen Remedy by Ruth Wilson. And on the front it says, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a book can change a life, which, of course, mm. is a play on that opening line in Pride and Prejudice that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. So this book is written by Ruth Wilson. She is in her 80s. Is she? Yes. Oh, good on her. Fabulous. I love that. And she writes with such a beautiful reflection on her life. And there's some authority and peacefulness about that. There is. And you feel a real warmth throughout the entire book, Sal. It's a really... Lovely, cozy read. Yeah, you would enjoy it. More things done by octogenarians. I totally agree. That's what I thought. I don't think I've ever read a book unless there's some, you know, amazing writer that I've never really been aware of their age. But generally, I can't think of many 80 year old authors out there probably having a kip. Is this their first book? Um, Yes, she's a. Um, sort of the professional uni student kind of person. I think she's done a lot of studying, so I'm sure she's written a dissertation on Jane Austen or something. But um, (laughs) the premise is when she was in her 70s, she had decided that she was living this boring cookie-cutter life and she'd had enough. She looked at photos of herself and thought, I'm not smiling in the photos. She had a great life on paper, um, but she just thought this is not, me. I don't what feel like I've doing? been true was she to myself. looking after all her grandchildren yeah. all the time? Um, no, I don't think yet. Um, not yet. I think she just had um, a couple of daughters who have been really supportive of her journey. She left her husband and wow. she moved to a little cottage painted sunshiny yellow in the country. And 
it was there that she decided to reread Jane Austen's six fiction works and she says it consoled me in ways that would lead me to the best years of my life. My God. Yeah, and it's a beautiful reflection. So each chapter, Sal, is like um, is each. So you do the six books, and she takes out the core theme and like what it's what it means to her, what it's meant to her. Yeah, wow. in each of them, and then there's a little bit of a there's some reflections at the end and at the beginning also. Um, but I would say you have to have read at least one Jane Austen, which I feel like we all have. Yeah, at school. Yeah, you don't have to have loved it. You have to maybe have liked it you or appreciated it. Story. You know the gist. Um, but she is a keen reader and you do get that feeling. She says, um, for some years I've recognised that the love of reading has been one of the unexpected blessings in my life. Reading has defined my life and become a habit that is woven seamlessly into the way I think, feel and imagine. And then she sort of talks about how that is in so much of Jane Austen and there's so much light and shade that so seamlessly is woven into the Jane Austen novel that also is quite reflecting of our lives, isn't it? One minute light, next minute shade and on it goes, right? It could be just one day of my life at the moment. (laughs) One minute. (laughs) I love that though because books mean so much to different people. Mm, Yeah, it's really beautiful and she talks about the different um, things that she'd learnt from each of the books. Like Northanger Abbey, she says that became very much about that a mother who knows how to love is probably the most important blessing a girl can receive. Mm -hmm. And in Pride and Prejudice, she talks about the idea of companionate marriage that Elizabeth Bennet has. It's about marrying your friend, which was a great inspirational moment for her. And she talks about Emma, that she's this intelligent um, girl who has learned to love herself and has great purpose, or some would argue, not really. <laughs> um, but generally, I'd say this is a beautiful book if you know somebody who just feels like reading something easy and it's a nice way to get back into reading, yeah, I would suggest. Right. Um, not easy in a condescending way. It's just a really beautiful, lovely read that isn't emotionally challenging. There's no who done it. Um, yeah, and she reflects on her own life too and she went to uni and travelled and she talks about all of those things. Wow. Um, It's really beautiful. And was there much food within the book? There was no food in it, Sal, so I looked up some Jane Austen food. Oh, good. (laughs) And there was this um, great website that I found where somebody has, a lady has written a book about all of the different things that they ate in that era and there's this quote from it, uh, this lady called Martha Lloyd. Um, It's a recipe that she's written that Jane Austen refers to in another book that she's written in maybe her diaries or something and it's called um, Toasted Cheese. (laughs) Fancy. No, No mutton. Grate the cheese, add it to an egg, teaspoon of mustard, little butter, Send it up on toast or in paper trees. Oh my God, Jane Austen is rolling in her grave right now. She's like, <laughs> can you imagine she's been known for all the most. Yeah, is all you can do. This, this is, is it. The best to- you can do? grilled toast, grilled cheese on toast with an egg in it. No, I know, um, and a bit of mustard. You know what? If you're gonna have a grilled cheese on toast, you just chuck a bit. Ch- like you're not gonna make it fancy, are you? No, you're eating it because you've got no time and you've got no other food, <laughs> or you're hungover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
or all the above. So poor old Jane. Yes, exactly. Rolling in her grave. Anyway, a beautiful book. Highly recommended. It Can was, I borrow that list? Yeah, for sure. I love was, that because I love like other people's interpreta- interpretations of books and um, because the more you read Jane Austen, the more you kind of pick up and yeah. it's those stories you never get, really get old. Yeah, she very much says exactly that. Well, <laughs> yes, could have written it, written it yourself. She talks about how she had reread this and how it had been. And do and you know what? She acknowledges the critics of Jane Austen as well. Because, oh, you know, really? some people hate Jane Austen. Do they? Yeah, and they think it's, um, they think it's wish-wash and that she's not a great writer and that the characters perhaps don't have any sort of um, feminist qualities. Oh, yeah, but that's of the time. Yeah. But they do within themselves. I think they do as well. Yeah. Um, all of them. And she talks a bit about that. She talks about all the different relationships they have, like with their father, Emma with her father, um, the sisters in um, Pride and Prejudice, the sister that no one cares about. Is it Mary? I can't remember. The one everyone thinks is like this geeky idiot. Yeah. 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 So it was really good. I want to know how Ruth went about getting it published. Mm. Well, she became, as part of the story, she talks about how she became quite close with the local bookshop owner and had formed this great little community down there. And I think she's in like a Jane Austen Appreciation Society and (laughs) so on. So I'd say maybe through that way. Oh, my gosh, it's so interesting. Good honour. That's that's a lovely story. And it does come full circle in that. She's now sort of, I think she sees her husband often and has different kind of living arrangements and it was a nice ending. So more of companionship. Maybe. She just wanted But a she does bed. sort of say, sorry. She just wanted a separate bed. <laughs> her own room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was enough that I heard it. <laughs> um. Let's talk about the yaya yeah, yet yeah, yeah, next door yeah. now because we didn't actually swap any notes and we just cooked the same dish. I know. What about that? that? So the dish that we so so let's talk about this book first. Why don't you? I've spoken for ages. Why don't you oh. introduce yaya? Yeah, yeah. You're such a beautiful speaker. Uh, so yaya yeah, is Daniel and Luke Mancuso. I was going to. Call my friend and ask him because he's Greek to do yeah, all the there's pronunciations. There's a lot of Greek pronunciations in there. When I read it, I was like, where's the English? Oh, cheese pastry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chicken <laughs> and rice. Yeah. So the first dish that um, the Yaga, who I love, she doesn't actually have an identity or a mm. face in the name. She has just only the back of her in the photos because yeah. she wants it to be about the boys, not about her. And there's a beautiful introduction there written by a journo who I think yeah. was about to was profiling them because they've got this huge Instagram following and yeah. it's gorgeous, beautiful photography and beautiful reflections on food. It's all about the food, which is the food in this book is so yum. Oh, it's so yum and it's so comforting as well. Yeah. Like you can really see if you are mm. struggling or if you need some pastoral care, mm. having any of these dishes oh. drop to your house 
winner. It's just the loveliest thing. Yeah, they're full of love. So this um, journo has written. Yeah, Tom Cowrie. Yeah, right. Who's, who's in the age. But he's done a great investigation because he was like, there's got to be a story here. Mm. There's a, a, They've actually got a huge, the boys have a huge following on Instagram. Mm. I don't follow them, but no yeah, surprise I do now. does. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I do now. So it started in May 2019 that he found them and then um, got to know them and then realised there was so much more to their story than just being handed a dish from the yaya next door. Yeah, it was actually the yaya next door who heard their mum's cry, cries mm. for help and actually ended up calling the police even mm. though it was too late, mm. which is awful. So she was there with them um, for the whole trial because their dad was after some time it seemed Mm. like charged with her murder and um even though there was little evidence connecting him to the crime and she was she nourished them Mm. and she appeared in court for their mom oh really yeah I think so um and now all the proceeds to of this book or a percentage of go towards a number of charities that educate or support victims of domestic violence. Yeah. Um, It's a really fantastic and such a unique initiative. I, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting the boys didn't actually move away from the home. They ended up moving back there Mm. and to be close to the Yaya, who is not their grandmother, but Mm. she really is everybody's grandmother, isn't she? Yeah. Maybe not Ruth Wilson. Because <laughs> she doesn't need she's a grandmother. Too busy. She's, she's too got busy sorted. writing. Um, <laughs> I love this book because it's so much about community and a lot of the recipes are from the Yaya, but they're also from um, other people as part of their community um, online. Yeah, so often there are different variations of the same dish. Oh, um, right, okay. Yeah, so I cooked a chicken and rice soup. So I cooked two chicken and rice dishes. Yeah. But people had the flu in my house. You might be able to tell by my voice that I'm on the other side of it. But uh, this soup is so yummy. So you cook the whole chicken mm. in, and so you make the stock with just it's very simple ingredients, just carrot and celery, make the stock then you shred the chicken um, and you put the rice in in the final stages. Mm. Then you whip up um, with two eggs at room temperature. You whisk the um, whisk the eggs together mm. and add it in. Oh, right. And it makes it a really oh, glossy, it creamy oh. consistency. Yeah, I was so impressed. I had done it before, not with this dish, but I'd done it before and it just all curdled. Yeah. But I actually followed the recipe oh, in that's here. that's a good idea. I don't know, it worked. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, thought, wow. I um, really enjoyed um, doing that chicken drumsticks. You boil them in stock and then yeah. use the stock to cook a pan of rice in the oven and yeah. then place the chicken drumsticks on the top. Yeah. Um, it's a really simple dish. but So simple. I could that just, is just... Chicken drumsticks, rice, and, and onion. Stock. Yeah, yeah, and the stock you just make stock. from yeah. from poaching the chicken oh, drumsticks. So easy, and you know what? At the end, when you chuck the chicken drumsticks on the bed of rice and pop it in the oven, you could just chuck in a whole bunch, whatever you have yeah, in the fridge. That's what I was thinking as yeah. well. Chuck in some tomatoes. Just do a and, big tray bake. Yeah. Or yeah. just, yeah, anything that will sit on that little bit of rice. That's a winner. So the book's called Ya Ya Next Door. Highly recommend. Such mm. a beautiful book. Yeah, really beautiful book. That inspired me to get out my slow cooker, Sal. I've done a couple oh, of slow cooker yeah. recipes. Tell me, what have, you, um, what have you been doing? So last night I did, the, I did a coconut chicken curry. 
Oh, did your so kids eat that? basic. That's why I cooked it. Oh. Can I just tell you? It's embarrassing. I got it off taste. They did. They sent out one of my, I'm on their newsletter thing and I, it said 101 slow cooker recipes for winter. I was like, quick, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's me, 101. Um, so I've done recipe number one was pretty much chicken, stock a teaspoon of keens like curry powder oh yeah do you have any of that in the cupboard that's embarrassing even owning it I was like oh this is so 80s (laughs) and then some bit of coriander bit of turmeric um I don't know some onion carrot chuck it in the slow cooker and then do you add the coconut and then that sort of went that went in an hour before I took it out of the slow uh, so I chucked that in and then put the lid back on for an hour my kids devoured it oh yum and I chucked some beans on the top bit of rice. Yum. Oh, that's all you want. You want them to just sit up and eat, eat. their freaking dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and not talk. Matt, um, Harry yesterday, I made a pie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I hate pie. Oh. I'm like, okay, we'll just have meat. And then he said, and I'll have the skin. Oh, pastry. Yeah. yeah so I separated it, ate it. Great. How Good annoying on you, Harry. are they? The other one that I'm going to do that I saw on that 101 list was the um, a steak and onions thing. Oh, yeah. Like you chuck all that in the slow cooker. Yeah. That'd be good. Do you, what about, like, are you a steak oh, and shit. kidney person? Oh, I don't even know what that is. Kidney? Yeah. Yuck. Like a yeah, the like, organ. Yeah, like the organ. No, Sal, I wouldn't eat that. You'd eat that though, for sure. Yeah, it's yummy. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention to you, I saw this thing in this lift out of the newspaper at the weekend. I don't even know what. The Good Weekend? The, no, um, well, the Sun Sunday. Herald, the Sunday one. You know Adam Lior? Yeah, yeah. I love him. Yeah, me How too. He's cooking. So good. He's a legend. So he does this thing called loaded cauliflower. It's basically cauliflower in a tray with cheese on it, and then you pour over the top instant gravy. Oh, genius! It's so salty, genius. and yeah, kids will eat that. Oh, so yeah. anyway, I'm going to cook that. I'll let you know how it goes. Couple of things from the slow cooker: so bit of good. loaded cauliflower. That's us. <laughs> what if you cauliflower? <laughs> loaded cauliflower, <laughs> mate. That'll be loaded in your back end by the time you. <laughs> Let me tell you about speaking in tongues. Please do. So it's a memoir by Tom Tilly. Do you have? Did you listen to Triple J? Probably not. Oh, conversation. Oh, Triple J. Yeah, no. Hack. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. You're not anyway, surprised. I are you? did. No. Yeah. Um, did you? Yeah. Did you? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I'm a Triple J girl from way back. But oh, in Mudgee, really? there was only ever two stations. Yeah, right. Two MG. Yeah. And. You could get Triple J, you know, in the tractor. So right, I spent a lot so of time. there's not a lot of options. Not a lot of options. Um, so not that that's why you were listening. <laughs> no, but it, I was. I grew up listening to Triple J, and I actually loved Steve Canaan. Okay. He was on there. Hack is a really great program that taps into the youth of today. It's a mm. national broadcast, so it's all the stories that are affecting kids everywhere. Mm. Um, anyway, Tom Tilly was the ho- host of Hack. He also grew up in Mudgee where I did and he was in my sister's year. So I knew him. Isn't it funny oh. when you read a memoir? You, this yeah. would have happened to you before but not me because I'm um, 
I'm not in media circles, but you know, when you read a book and you actually know the people within yeah, them. Yeah, and you can reflect on some of the things they think or say and yeah. you, you sort of understand that deeper context. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I knew Tom, I, she knew his mum. She was one of those really beautiful mums yeah, that right. seemed really caring and just really lovely. Right. And then he was involved in this church called the called the Revivalist Revival Centres. Um, very small, very fundamental church. Like when I say small, at its peak, there were 4,000 people in it right. around Australia. And I think there's currently like 700 people in it. Oh. <clears throat> and I still know some people in the church who live in Mudgee because right. I've seen them in the book. Um, anyway, really fascinating. What I love the most about it is that Tom, because he's a journalist, he really investigates when he starts having doubts because this particular section of the church, which is part of the greater kind of Presbyterian arm, mm. believes that you've really awakened your relationship with God when you are baptised and then can speak in tongues. Mm. So, you know, speaking like, yeah, right. um, yeah. because it's kind of like you're tapping into a divine conversation mm. just with the Lord. Anyway, Tom was like, I just don't buy it. Like I, I don't. Mm feel like I am like I feel like everyone's just kind of making it up mm. anyway he had these doubts and he was he then went and investigated a whole lot of other religions to see mm. whether where he stood with Christianity as a whole um I thought it was a really interesting story really fantastic and it was and that's what the book is about all yeah. researching into all of those other religions yeah so oh, it's right. about his experience mm. being born into this church his parents weren't born into it and I actually know some of the other people that are still in the church like because they worked for my parents they had had a time life I think I think they were reformed Mm. drug addicts I think they were I think my parents might have said they're born again Mm. you know like like born again Christian they find a home yeah yeah so So is he still a member of the church he's not he's left and actually his whole family is left but he was the first to go um gosh that would be a hard book to write because you'd be writing from the experiences of so many people you love that you might offend. And he did it in such a good way that I don't think they would be offended. Like he's not, he's, it's much more kind of nuanced than that. He is not saying one way or the other way, the other. He's really understanding and saying that they're good people, Mm. but he just doesn't believe it. And, you know, this is why. And he goes into some kind of passages of the church but it is funny as well I want to read out this one page Mm. um so he and his brother Sam who their connection and their relationship is really amazing to read throughout the book kind of Mm. as you grow up with an ally yes because he's one of four as well right so I think it's like he he and his he was the eldest yes he's got a really strong connection with his next in line yes um sibling Mm. sibling Anyway, he and Sam, because homosexuality is banned, everything's banned, you know, even if you touch someone else's private parts, then you have to marry them. Like it's very strict Mm. um, and very negative. He kept saying there's nothing positive about this. It's all rules. We're just getting in trouble. Anyway, he and his brother Sam went (laughs) to the Mardi Gras and they found out and they got in trouble. So Mm. I'll just read this. As Pastor Ian spoke, I would have killed to see the images that surely flashed through his mind when he said, 
gay. Did he imagine a conga line of muscly naked men giving each other reach arounds as they walked across the rainbow coloured crossing at Taylor Square? When his tongue hit the roof of his mouth to start the word lesbian, did he imagine women leaving their kitchens to run off and join the dykes on bikes? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's beautifully written and it's a really good story. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'd love to read that. I saw um, that he was interviewed on Conversations. Yeah, I haven't listened to it because I was reading it so I didn't want to spoil it. But mum and my sister both listened to him and said it's a brilliant one. So either listen to Conversations or even better yet, read the book. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Good one, Sal. Yeah. What else have you got there? Oh, Brene Brown. Well, this is sort of the last of my non-cooking one because we've got a cooking book that we'll share next. We've both cooked from. But this is um, an American Bible by Brene Brown. (laughs) A lot of the book, when I read it, I'm reading it like her. Do you have you ever seen her speak? She's yeah, on, I have. She's from Oprah. She's like this sociologist in the I US. Think she's got her own she's, podcast. She's got a podcast. Too. Like now she's a off and away. She's like a Dr. Phil Oprah spin-off, right? <laughs> anyway, I am drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Get ready. In fact, Sal and I were talking about something sad last week and I was like, would it be appropriate for me to reference Brene Brown now? Or <laughs> is it like, too soon? Too soon. <laughs> I don't want to hear Brene. Okay, so I've saved it. Um, This book by Brene Brown is number three on Amazon. It's hugely successful. It's called Atlas of the Heart because (laughs) it's pretty much it's about you create this map or she gives you, helps you create this map that helps you travel through the world, right? So it's not like she doesn't know exactly what you should do, but she's giving you a map and you can kind of follow the map, right? And the whole book the whole book is about language, wow. which I love as a about-to-be-English teacher. I l- I'm really obsessed with language, obviously, and this is very much about connecting language with your emotions. Wow. And if you are given the tools to understand what your emotions are and what the differences are between different emotions other than just happy, sad, angry, she said they're the three main ones. Mm. So she goes through 80-something emotions in this book and she explains how if you know what they are, you can better deal with your emotions and um, talk it out basically and own what you're feeling. Um, deep. Is that deep yet? No, no, that's good. We do. I do that in OT every week. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you should have written a book and made a name, millions of dollars. Name your emotions. Yeah. I see. I see you looking very angry right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that. I think. So she says, imagine you're a doctor and you go to the doctor with a sore shoulder, and someone tapes your mouth, and you can't describe the pain in your shoulder. Well, yeah. that's the same if you can't articulate your emotions wow um she then she's got this great intro where she pretty oh, much look at all your post-its oh and i'm not going to read them all i don't know <laughs> obviously really looking forward to the next four or five minutes so if you could stay with me that'd be great um she's like she talks about how when she grew up um she lived in this really volatile household where she could um, things were really intense, like there was intense love, but then there was intense volatility and you never knew. Oh, While you could be really certainly. happy in the happiness, you knew at any minute it could change. Was that led by her father? Um, just both of them I think were maybe just quite deeply unhappy in there, almost like Ruth Wilson actually, um, why she left her life in that Jane Austen wow. remedy book. They just were 
living the life perhaps they thought they should and were unhappy um and like the mum was a, her parents were alcoholics and yeah all of that um so she said there was like a constant we're good all good we're good projecting this image out all the time about how fantastic they are but then she became because of that she became this super specialist in feelings and emotions um anyway she talks about language and she says language is our portal to meaning making connection healing learning and self-awareness and if you understand it and understand the meaning it gives you great power um anyway can i just tell you like two emotions that i found really interesting no, i'm on board okay. i think this is interesting two, just two because like there's 80 something emotions wow. in here so first of all she explains how some emotions are trait or state she very much talks about that with anxiety okay. so um a trait is something that is part of your personality and is a long-term characteristic um for that example, someone change. that says, I am just an anxious person. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of your being. Whereas if it's a state, it might be more like um, I feel quite nervous about doing this or yeah. I feel anxious about That's what's happening you... in, with COVID right now or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, trait or state is a really interesting way of thinking about how you feel not with all emotions, but with a couple. So one was definitely anxiety. And the other one she mentions as trait or state is curiosity and interested. Wow. So those two emotions are, she said, interested um, is just like I'm interested in what, like Sal's really interested in what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> no, I actually am. And she says curiosity is a trait or state. And what we're trying to teach wow. our kids to have okay. is to have it as a trait. So does that work for like, observant people mm, well or is that different yeah I get no I'd say that's different because what she says curiosity is is that you're there's a void between two pieces of information that you're trying to fill yeah right and if you're um oh damn yeah, it I feel like I'm anxious and not curious I know <laughs> curious yeah. I think so that's like what makes you a great reader because you're like oh I know enough about this but I want to know more, more so I'll read a book oh uh, yeah okay right okay, cool. don't worry you're on board, <laughs> on board. you can be curious <laughs> even you. if you're like oh um some oranges are on sale at Harris Farm I read an orange recipe book and oh, yeah. now okay I'm right curious. okay you're Yay. a good person okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about jealousy is oh that so a there's a really no no not at but all I this find is it's such an interesting emotion so interesting and this was the last one I wanted to tell you about oh. actually so she talks about her envy v jealousy and how they're different and she actually says at the beginning of this chapter let me be the first to say that I have used these words all wrong um yeah she said envy is usually involves two people and it's about when one lacks something enjoyed by another. So I might say I'm envious of you and those really cool shoes. I never owned them. I never, I didn't have anything to do with them, but I'm envious of you. Jealousy is about three people and you're oh, jealous okay. about something you have lost to that person. Because you're feeling left out. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's so I didn't know that. I mean, I, I guess you sort of half know it, but you don't really know how to. Anyway, that's what this book is about. It's about articulating those emotions and trying to really understand and then it's actually separated into chapters about what I feel when I'm uh, I can't in despair or what I feel I can't remember what they are I'll just look it up but basically it's not in chapters of emotions it's in 
this is it. Places we go when we compare and she'll go through all of those um, emotions. Places we go when things don't go as planned, like boredom, disappointment, frustration. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's and not do you really... think it's changed the way you I mean you're such a good communicator anyway, but do you think Um yeah, I think so. I think I'll be Yeah, I well that's why I bought it. I would really like to be um be able to articulate how I'm feeling better so that I have power over those emotions and it's something I would like to pass on to my kids. Yeah, exactly. Great it, role modeling. And she says there's a lot of happy, sad, angry vibes out there and you need to be able to go a bit deeper than that. Yeah. Um, which I agree with. Wow, I'm I mean, it's super... going to go buy that book, Liz. Yeah, look, borrow it. Do you know the one thing I found really, really super annoying about this book? <laughs> it's like a coffee table book, so you can't read it in bed. Yeah. I don't like that. But maybe that is a good thing because you can keep it on the, like, coffee yeah, table maybe. and your parents can, you mean not your parents, your <laughs> kids can flick through it. Yeah, maybe. I think it's just sort of, I don't know, would I have it on my coffee table? I would love to read it in bed. That's what I felt like. Yeah, but, maybe um, you could just get the audio book. Yeah, although her voice is yeah, so annoying. American. Yeah, she's so American, and and the book is very American. <laughs> but you can just—it's like any book. You take I what you like want. Feel like we right? don't have any American listeners. So. You take. <laughs> there would be zero. In fact, I think I looked at our stats. There's like two people in the UK or something, and there is no Americanos. Oh, I reckon that's my friend Nina. Hi, Nina. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, around the kitchen table. Did oh, you cook from this? I cooked two things from it. Did you? Yeah. Did, how were they? <laughs> yeah. So, was well, that your fault of the book? It's so I cooked not the book's fault. <laughs> I reckon you're right. Without <laughs> even knowing what they are, I did the salsa verde from this book. Yeah. Yum. Oh, see, it there was you go. so good. I did see that. So I did um, Annie's five minute choc malt cake. Yeah. Because it literally is just one and a half cup of self-praising flour, cup of sugar, three quarters of a cup of Milo. Wow. Yeah. Like, um, so what would that be replacing? Sugar and? No, I think the Milo creates the malty cocoa. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe cocoa because you still add the sugar. Mm. Then you've got the eggs, a bit of butter, a bit of milk. And you just literally put it in the, um, I'm saying literally all the time, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You just put it I in the thing. Yeah. The mixing the bowl thing, yeah. and mix it for five minutes and pour it in. Amazing. I reckon it's the best kind of easy cake when someone's just dropping in. Milo just whip cake. it up. So did it taste like Milo? Yeah. Oh. It was really yummy. Yum. Did you put something I, on the top? The problem with it is that I used an oven that's dying and so it didn't really cook in the middle. <laughs> So if the I outside used, was if yum. I used another, yeah, it was really yum. Um, so it says cook for thirty five minutes in my oven. Should yeah. have kept it a lot. Hour. In fact, Mum was there when I took yeah. it out of the oven. She's like, oh, I don't know what's cooked. Mm. Um, and then I also cooked these camping biscuits. Oh yeah, yum! I saw so them. Good. So Janelle's camping biscuits. I love a bit of a story. So mm. it's a it's about their friend Janelle who they went camping with once, and she pulled out these biscuits, mm. and then they all eat them. So what's My in them? kids love them. So fifteen dates that you actually put in um, a bit of boiling water and then oh, puree. Yeah. Oh, so it's blitzed. Blitzed. Then oh. butter, brown sugar, vanilla bean, egg yolk, two cups of plain flour. Um, then a teaspoon of ginger and a quarter, uh, half a teaspoon of cinnamon. And oh, that is yum. what makes that it. lifts it. Yeah. yeah, yum. So you just kind of 
do that all. I I made two batches. One batch I remember read in the oven. The mm. other one I didn't. Oh. I put it on our, our social media. <laughs> but I had to, the cows were in the wrong paddock and I had to go and move them. And then about an hour later, I'm like, oh, the biscuits. The biscuits. <laughs> well done it. Even the dogs didn't eat them. Oh, no. That's a bad, Not Janelle's bad fault. sign. But did you, did you like this book? I did really like it. I loved it that it's written by um, a mother and daughter combo. So Sophie is the cook yeah. and her mum is an artist. And it go, the chapters are sort of Seasonal. separated into seasons. Yeah. Quite like Belinda Jeffrey's A Year of Sundays. It reminded me a bit of yeah. that. And I love it. They use all seasonal produce yeah. and all different uh menus mm. which is really good like you know they've got roasted capsicum salad and then they've got a baked ricotta really yeah all great things that you food. can make from the garden yeah and then I love the little uh artistry yeah kind of so cues. the mum peppers with each chapter some lovely little artistic somewhat crafty contributions yeah, yeah. So and making you know for example crystal uh Christmas not crystal Christmas yeah. wreaths or yeah watercolors I loved the watercolor had a light tables outside yeah. I it's a really nice book to, do you know what it's kind of magazine like yeah but but better I loved it I like you could sit on the couch and read that for with a big smile on your face yeah it's a really lovely warm loving book it really um, is and there's a lovely beautiful re- respect and love and admiration that Sophie has for her mum yeah she's so proud of a, her yeah and, it's a really beautiful um, connection there were some things there that I thought I would I wouldn't do though like some of the craft things there was one about painting around your light switch oh yeah. did you see the painting around the lights yeah. like little dots and yeah like, it's really cute maybe if I lived on my own or I was over sort of 70 I might do it yeah because I wouldn't nan, give a shit by then my nan would do things <laughs> yeah. like that I just don't it think I'd do so it now I've got enough shit artsy. on my walls I've got like look over there on that wall I've got um a chef that's drawn by a five-year-old I've got an Easter poster it's oh my gosh, you know, nearly June what do you yeah <laughs> and not to mention like boogers on my wall and, you know, like I <laughs> the just times don't need. table in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't need any clutter on my wall. But I love the book and I highly recommend that one. It was a re- In fact, I don't have it. At the, I have it, had it as well and I gave it to mum to read because she saw it and was oh. like, oh, I'd love to see this. Oh, yeah. So. I gave it to my mother-in-law for Mother's Day. Yeah, it's um, a winner. Because she's really arty. This other one um, that I love, the giant chocolate chip biscuit, like there's yeah, a photo cute. of a girl holding it and the biscuits bigger than her head yeah see if my kids saw that they'd be like oh, let's do that now yeah yeah so, it's fun um bit of book news yeah yeah let's do some yeah I know you've got something so just before we finish up today um a couple of things I wanted to mention I know this is where well, I haven't even spoken to you about this yeah. yet we wrote a bit of a rundown and I've added to it read it yeah um Maggie Dent has a new book coming out now Maggie Dent in case you don't know is probably Australia's what like most famous parenting boy expert. expert parenting expert and she's written a book on girls oh gee I, I had heard this yeah. coming this coming out yeah so we're gonna get our hands on a copy so how of has that. She done that has she joined with someone or has she done research into I girls? think both yeah so she was a teacher prior to her becoming this 
expert. She's actually amazing. She's just awesome. I love that she actually, I think of her often because there was this one moment I heard her speak and she said, your son is going to have expensive things that you have given him, such as a laptop for school, and he's going to leave it on the bus. He doesn't mean to. And I've thought that a few times when my boys come home with lost goods. I'm like, exhale. Didn't mean to. You know, inside I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Do you know know how much that cost me? (laughs) Anyway, um, she's written a book about girls because that's great. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, She's got such great advice. What have you got, Sal? Um, So I finished Mustard Dogs, which is by Tisha Gray. Um, Mustard Dogs is a show on the ABC. So is that that connected to the ABC? It is connected to it. So it's it's, uh, published by the ABC and it just goes into one of the contestants uh, contestants, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. A t-shirt who is from Western Australia, and it is the story of her life. It's oh, a great. bit of a memoir, and I read it out loud to my daughter. She read a bit. I read it. She was obsessed with it. She loves animals. Oh, what a great idea! She loves the outback. Was it suited to her age group? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there was a. And she's uh, yeah, I think 10, there was. 11, it 10. was actually so fantastic because these dogs die. Mm. Um, and not that fantastic. No, not Gossip Girl. <laughs> but other dogs that you get so attached to die. And at one point yeah. we were both sobbing in yeah. the bed. And I'm like, this is actually a really good life experience because yeah. it is the truth. It's like life on the land. Yeah. She also went to School of the Air, which oh. I just blows so my mind. Cool. And, and, she, pretty, and to think that's still, it's not a yesteryear thing. No. Like, that's still going on. Yeah. I know it's amazing, cool. but they used to. Now it's much more. They're much more connected, of course. Um, but back then, it, they would put a two-way mm. onto the Ute and be out mustering, <laughs> listening to their school, to school lessons. Yeah, and there's some nice photos in there. Yeah, beautiful photos. I beautiful. really recommend it. It's a good read for you, but and really good read to any kind of young girl yeah, in your read life. Read it together. Oh, yeah, that's great. I might borrow that for Maeve. Oh, she would love it. She could also read it on her own. Yeah, but, right. Um, I just, I didn't know if it would be suitable, but it totally is. Oh, well, that's lucky. I know. But I figured <laughs> that if I'm reading it, I can just stop. Yeah, just about. So there was, I think there was one adult concept that I just read out loud and she didn't ask any questions, no, so okay. I just kept going. Yes. Yeah. A bit like when I read Jonathan Thurston's book with John, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just miss that chapter. <laughs> Anyway, he brought out a kid's version. Thank God. Um, I saw this great piece, another um, little piece of book news in the New York Times. Um, It was this interview with an author who has written a book called Don't Worry off the back of the pandemic and COVID. And it's basically a book about not worrying. And he gave some great tips how to stay calm like a monk. Do you want to know them? Because I think you'll find these funny. Yes, I do. Tips. These are the tips. Wake up early, but not too early because it's a burden. But you should get up 30 minutes earlier than usual, Uh, right? Yep. We can do that, right? I get up pretty early. Okay. (laughs) You're going to love the next one. Clean for 10 minutes every morning. Designate a new area every day. I fucking hate Monday kitchen. Hallway on Tuesday. Oh, mate. Because you're starting the day with an accomplishment. Oh, my God. I hate this. I knew you'd hate that. by a man. <laughs> Meditate every morning, breathe work, breath work, breathe work. Oh my god, what and are you find your time inner calm. if you're cleaning. 
Yeah, well, while you're cleaning because it's so calming. <laughs> um, my other piece of book news, the last piece, Jane Harper has a new book coming out called Exiles. Ooh. Did you watch, did you read the other one with Aaron Fork, you know, the detective? The yeah, first yeah, one? yeah. I read The Lost Man. Yeah. The Dry. The Dry. I read The Dry and, and I read was, The Lost. Um, the Forest or something like that. The Lost know. Man. The lost. Yeah, The Lost Man. They that was good. Quite, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I need a little break from Aaron Fork, but you know what? I'll read it. He's a cult figure. I'll read it. Do you know, I just find them all a little bit formulaic. Yes. Well. But well written. She's having the last laugh, Sal, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do want to be her, but, uh, you Please know, do. I'm just going to offer some criticism <laughs> when no one's asked me for it. <sighs> just you and me. If you listen, Jane, we once went to the uh, Sydney yeah, Writers Festival did. and listened to her and you asked a question that I thought did was I? really good. Yeah. Did I? First one, did hand I? up. Yep, you're such a journalist. Oh. I'm there going, oh, <laughs> what's she going to say? <laughs> no, you asked her did about I? her writing day. Yeah, and she's oh. very disciplined. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I loved going to the Sydney Writers' Festival. Same. What a shame that that popped right in the middle of the election this year. Oh, I know. I just feel like it was a bit of a distraction. I listened to Anna Bill Crabb saying, please, just the election can be called any other time, yeah, just not that weekend. the Sydney Writers' Festival. Yeah. Be good to go to that. Yeah. But, you know, next, next year. year. Thanks so much for your support and we'd love to ask you a small favour. If you like listening to us, please tell a friend. Maybe send it to your neighbours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> friends, book club, whatever you like. We'd love it if you could share and give us a rating. Yeah. Also, if you've got any recommendations or advice, uh, please let us know. So you can get in touch with us via Insta or on Facebook. Um, also, keep an eye out for my burnt cookies on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.